Hey guys, it's Joseph Hayes here with Matt Sheehan. We're in week eight of the regular season. It really feels like the football season has just kind of flown on by. Yeah, ever since week one, really, it, it's been just soaring. Definitely. Yeah. And entering this week, it's almost like a playoff week for some teams. Yeah. That we're going to have conference races decided. We're also going to have people who are, are literally in position to get eliminated from the playoffs with a loss. Yep. So before we get into this week's games, let's kind of go back to real, real quick to last week and kind of recap yeah. things. One of the big games that we talked about going in was Marysville and Port Huron Northern. Yeah. It was going to be a test for Marysville to see where they were and also a test for Northern to see how they could overcome the loss of Billy Felco. Absolutely. Obviously, Northern hung with them. They lost late in the game. Mm -hmm. uh, really, Marysville kind of pulled away and then held them off. But what did you think just overall about the effort from both teams? I thought yeah. it was really a statement that Northern has kind of arrived on the next level and Marysville still is really kind of the cream of the crop. For sure. I I'm going to be honest. I, I was wrong in, in two ways about that game. I thought it would be way more high scoring. Okay. I did not expect 14 to 7 know, of all scores, and maybe after the first quarter, but mm -hmm. not, not the entire game. And uh, I was surprised that it was really that close of a margin. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I thought the Marysville was going to make at least a two or three touchdown win. I understand. Um, so, I mean, especially with Billy out and putting, uh, you know, a backup quarterback back there, I mean, that's, that's a pretty, you know, impressive showing from Northern, too, especially right. as they head into a must-win game to get into playoffs mm -hmm. in Week 8 against Warren Tower. Um, but, I'm, yeah, good win by Marysville as well. And I really thought that the, the Northern defense really said something that game just because, obviously, Marysville was going to run the football. But they didn't allow Marysville to get a lot of chunk plays. Yeah. It was just consistent runs by Marysville. It was nothing through the air, and they were there the entire way. Yeah. And you know, if you get one or two breaks, it could be a completely different situation. Yep. And when I was watching it, I just kept thinking to myself, what would this game be like if Billy Felco was playing? Yeah. Like, what would this game be like if he was out there? Because it could have been a completely different outcome. For sure. And all season, I mean, we've been saying, well, we're waiting for someone to slow down the Marysville run. We're waiting mm -hmm. for someone to slow down. Marysville run. I mean, Northern finally contained the Marysville run. Exactly. I mean, so I mean, that, I, yeah, I, I was very impressed with Northern's defense. I knew they were good, but I, I didn't know they could play at that level, which mm -hmm. was very impressive and a good indicator that you know that they'll have a good shot to get in the playoffs in this week's exactly. game. Now you also covered a big game. Talk about the game that you covered. Yeah, I went to uh, Almont for Yale against Almont, my homecoming trail. Mm -hmm. So as we do at this part of the season. Um, <laughs> Yale tried to establish the pass game early. Uh, of course, they're known to run the ball, mm -hmm. and they tried to establish a pass early. That did not work out. Mm -hmm. uh, two interceptions, first two possessions. Wow. That kind of set the tone. <clears throat> um, they were down They were down 10 points going into half. No, sorry, 11 points going into halftime. And, it, you know, they, they, really not, they really didn't get any tempo going into that second mm -hmm. half. Almont, in front of their home crowd, just kind of controlled the tempo of the game um, from the second half. And, you know, got a pretty big win over Yale. Doesn't it almost feel like a season of what-ifs for Yale? Just like last like, what year. If yeah. they, what if they beat Armada in the third game yep. and they're 3-0 going against Richmond? Yeah. What, like, what could have happened with their season? And it feels like True. they were right there to go to the next level of the BWAC, and then they kind of fell back. Yeah, I thought for sure they were making playoffs this year. Yeah. Um, now they got a really tough end of the season here. I mean, Croslax, mm -hmm. second on Swan Valley. So, I mean, again, it's not to say Yale's bad and they're not going to surprise us, but it's going to be a challenge. Yes, but, yes. I mean, we'll see where they're at. We'll see if they could uh, show up. No, one of the biggest surprises of last week just had to be like, I'm up here covering the Marysville Northern mm -hmm. game. I'm looking at Twitter and I'm seeing Armada hang with Argonac. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> right. Like, is this really happening right now? Are they really challenging them? What happened yeah, in this see, game? Yeah, see, I didn't even see it on Twitter. I, I, I was I was dialed into um, just everything else going on. Mm -hmm. And then I, I saw an Armada player tweet at me. Can Armada get some love? Uh, we come a long way last year. I was like, okay, what happened? Mm -hmm. It's like 33 points. Know, like, oh, my God. So I, I was like, yeah, you could absolutely get some love for me with that. And more <laughs> points than Argonac has given up all season. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, and it's just amazing because if you look at the box score, 
there Armada's basically completing long touchdowns right. through the air. Yep. Now we fast forward to a little bit for this week. Arkansas playing Richmond, which yeah. might have the best deep game in the entire right. area. Yep. You know, Richmond took care of MLA City like it was nothing, just kind of a tune-up for this week. Mm-hmm. At the same time, Arkansas kind of struggled, and it makes it interesting leading into this week's game. For sure. What's going to happen now? Was it just a letdown game? Because I mean, people let down sometimes. Of course. But or is it something bigger that we should really think about? I think. Well, I mean, I, I hate to say this; it's a boring answer, but we're about to find out in a few days here on Friday. Um, I, I would imagine Richmond will take more shots downfield. I, I mean, would think well, so. that, that's what they, that's what Why they've not? been doing originally. Mm-hmm. After seeing that and seeing how Armada got 33 points, I mean, I expect to see a lot of that in the I swamp know. on Friday. I know. Um, but I mean, then again, it, it could have been a game where they were looking past Armada. They probably yeah. walked in thinking that it's going to be like last year, mm-hmm. a, a blowout headed into uh, the Richmond game undefeated. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know how much of it was mental. How much of it was just, you know, great play by Armada, mm-hmm. but, I mean, yeah, if you're Richmond, the passing game, got to be thrilled about that. And even though it's one game, it always kind of worries me a little bit when I see a team let off the gas a little bit. Sure. Because sometimes it's not as easy to get that engine revved up again. Right, So yeah. you're hoping that, oh, they'll get right back into where they were two weeks ago, mm-hmm. but how do you know concretely, you know? Yep, absolutely. Let's also talk about Marine City last week. Marine City yeah. is a team that, at one point, we both kind of said, wow, this is kind of like the end of their playoff run. You fast forward now, they have all of their goals still before them. Yeah. I mean, they have a big win this week, and next thing you know, it's like, wow, they have come completely back and turned their season around. Yeah, I mean, they've been playing playoff football since week five. Basically, I mean, and and here they are. They're they're just rolling. They took care of business last week, and I mean, this is going to be another good game coming Mm -hmm. up in week eight. And I I mean, I don't want to say a tune-up game, but it can be a game where they can try some different things, really just get something set in place before that must-win Week 9 game against a tough Gross Point North team. That's true. Yeah. But could you imagine Marine City wins out? Who wants to see them in the playoffs? <laughs> yeah, if right, they go right. into the playoffs, yeah, right, yeah. running the table, you do not want to see a confident Marine City no, team you in don't. the playoffs. No, you that don't. That is not <laughs> what you want. Also, um, just in terms of Port Huron last week, mm-hmm. they played Lance Cruz. They yep. took care of business. It's a very similar situation to Marine City where they've played a very hard schedule, and now it seems like they're peaking at the perfect time. Yeah, absolutely, too. I mean, they got the offense really going, too. And mm-hmm. Curtis Corby, how about him on special I know, teams? I know, Man, that kid can play. So, I mean, he, he's explosive uh, just, to, you know, in special teams. He, he could do a lot of things. And, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's really been a shining star lately in mm-hmm. the season. And that's why, just fast-forwarding now to this week, it really feels like it's the beginning of the playoffs. Oh, yeah. I know you talked about yep. how Marine City has pretty much been on a playoff run the last few weeks. Yeah. But for other teams like Port Huron, like Port Huron Northern, Teams that really want to stay in the fray and, and really have a chance to go forward, they need to win this week. Yeah. But let's start with the big game of the biggest games. We're talking about Richmond, Algonac. Yes. What are you looking forward to in this game? Obviously, you have Oof. a battle of one of the best offenses yeah. versus one of the best defenses. A great rivalry, and I'm sure the Swamp is going to be packed. Oh, it's going to be an unbelievable atmosphere. I mean, you look at Friday Night Lights, it's mm-hmm. going to look like a scene straight out of that movie, TV show. They love show. when you say that, by the way. What? Oh, do that? Oh, <laughs> that's great. I mean, I, that's honest, too. I mean, driving I mean, driving down there, you're going to want to get there at least probably an hour and a half early. Two hours Better, to get a parking get, spot. Yeah, that's how packed it's going to be. Definitely. But actually, on the field, it's going to be amazing just to see mm-hmm. Algax linebackers go to work against uh, Richmond's run game, too, because they got mm-hmm. a strong run game as well. That's underrated, yeah. Absolutely. So with uh, Dylan Jack, Stephen Rose, I mean, Luke Stevenson, those are going to be uh, the line linebacker trio mm-hmm. that's going to want to keep Richmond's running game contained. Mm-hmm. Now when you contain that, how do you contain Anthony Tavano exactly. and Chase Churchill mm-hmm. and that passing duo? And I feel like that is yeah. really the key of the game because so. can Richmond get off to a fast start offensively? Because mm-hmm. think about it, 
If you're Ognac, you're used to shutting down teams, especially in the swamp. Yep. If Richmond gets off to a fast start, will that bring some self-doubt into the situation? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, After I, coming off of a big performance against yeah. Armada and where they let some big plays on, I feel like Richmond has to strike quickly or Ognac's going to play at their tempo and they're going to play at their pace the rest of the game. I, I, yeah, I do understand that as well. But, I mean, also, whenever you watch Ognac and a team does get in the red zone, I mean, they're mm -hmm. so headstrong that they will, oh, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. buckle down and, you know, get, get mm -hmm. the uh, turnover on But downs. I'm talking about more so the quick strike plays. Mm -hmm. uh, you definitely don't want to have a long drive against them because they will tighten as they get closer to the yeah. end zone. But can you hit them with big plays over the middle of the field? Can yep. you hit them with, with big plays that end in touchdowns yeah. that you can get quick strikes? Because that's what Armada did to stay in that game last yeah, week. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's going to be an incredible game. So it's many, so many great matchups. So many great matchups. And uh, the atmosphere is going to be unlike any other this year that we've seen in the area. So Matt's going to that game. I'm actually going to be at the at the Marysville game against yeah, St. Clair. another good one. This is a game where we have always talk about rivalries. And within the Matt Gold, I mean, what bigger rivalry can you get than Marysville, St. Clair, than maybe Marine City of course. I'm in that equation. But this is a game that is very interesting because Marysville is going for an outright league championship. Yeah. And St. Clair still, you know, St. Clair has their eye on this game for several weeks this now. This is a playoff game for them, too, Definitely. essentially. I mean, they need to win this game to, mm -hmm. you know, get themselves into the playoffs. So it, that, that's going to be an awesome game that you're going to be mm -hmm. at. Um, I mean, what, what key matchups are you looking for in that Honestly, game? Or what are you really expecting? I feel like it always is going to come down to can you put Marysville in position where they're playing from behind? Yeah. If Marysville is ahead of you and they have a touchdown or a two-possession lead, they're just going to run the ball right down your throat. Yeah. There's nothing that you're going to be able to do about it. But right. what if you can put them in a situation where they have to pass? True. That they, and St. Clair is amazingly, they can score on defense, special teams. Yeah, They also true. have offensive playmakers that can hit. For sure. So if they can get some big plays on offense and start the game, maybe with a 10-0 or 14-0 lead, mm -hmm. who knows what that would be like for Marysville coming from behind? We haven't seen that yet. Right, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be an awesome game. we got a lot of good games. I know. This, this was tough just picking two to go to this week. <laughs> I, I mean, know. Man. We'll talk about the other one, the, the Warren Cusno at Port Huron game. Yeah. Warren Cusno, they're literally, they're, they can go undefeated in their conference and win the championship yep. outright. Port Huron can win a share of the championship and stay on the playoff chase they're on. And like you said, it's a playoff game. It's a must win for both teams. It's double motivation for Port yep. Huron. I mean, they could win a league title or a share of the league title mm -hmm. and, you know, stay in the playoff hunt. I mean, in, a, in front of a home crowd. Exactly. I mean, this is pretty much the ideal scenario. You should have no problem mm -hmm. getting the players out of bed fired up on <laughs> Friday morning. So, not at all. Uh, I mean, it's going to be nice. And, I mean, not only that, but Port Huron's rolling right now. They've they mm -hmm. built themselves a nice win streak, and they're really, I mean, looking sharp. Well, all of the hard work they put in early in the season, all of the tough games, it was yep. meant for this stretch right now. They're ending with two winnable games, basically at home. I mean, the yep, Northern games, sure. too. So, I mean, this is a situation where they've built for it. We'll see how they kind of respond now. Yeah. Because we'll see the real Port Huron going down the stretch. And like you said, the playoffs have already begun pretty much. Playoffs. And for them, I mean, what better way to kind of get things kick-started than at home yeah. against a great team like Warren Cousins? Right on. That's where you, you know? want to be. Exactly. Talk to me about Port Huron Northern at Warren West Tower. Port Huron, can, yeah. they can, Port Huron Northern can qualify for the postseason this week. It seems like it'll be a winnable game for them. What's going to be the key for them getting the victory? For sure. Uh, I mean, really, just just like they did last week, they, they mm -hmm. got to limit the offense because Warren West Tower can yeah. score. Right. However, Marysville was a running team. Mm -hmm. Warren West Tower can air the ball out. You're right. And they showed that last week against Marine City. I mean, they had, I think, I want to say north of 200 passers. Mm -hmm. If my memory serves yep. correct, and so I mean they can strike, and they were also leading Marysville too, so they're mm -hmm. they're not afraid. No, not at all. Team, but this is I not going to be a pushover game. No, no. and uh, so yeah, it, it's going to be another good game. 
But I'm interested to see how the Northern's defense responds to that situation because mm -hmm. I feel like they made such key stretches going down the stretch here. Yeah. Where in a couple years ago, we said Northern had a terrible defense. Now they have a good defense that's yeah, they, opportunistic. Oh yeah. yep. They're not allowing big plays, and they know how to force turnovers. So that program has really gone through several stages of growth this year. Yeah. No matter what happens going down the stretch, I would say this is a successful season. Oh, for without Northern. a doubt. Yeah, I would say so, too. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. So let's get to our prediction. Oh, before I forget, Crosslex at Yale. Almost forgot about that one. Oh, boy. <laughs> is this a game that Yale can kind of turn around some momentum a little bit? Because they really yeah. need it right now. It could be, but, I mean, the very last thing that they need to do is start how they did last game I know. with the, you know, the easy turnovers. I mean, that's mm -hmm. not a hot take. I mean, no. you, you never want to start a game with turnovers. You but can't win that way. you got to establish, you know, the, the passing game early. Like, I like what they were trying to do. I like they were trying to establish a pass game. Mm -hmm. It's got to be more careful, though, this time exactly. to make them guess whether you're going to run or pass. So I just think a lot of times it comes down to identity. Like, when we think about cross-lex, sure. you immediately think about power running game. Yep, they the spread you out and yep. run the game. When you think about Gill, their identity is running the football. Mm -hmm. So if you try to go away from your own identity late in the season, how is that going to be That's beneficial? True. Now, now yeah. I'm not saying they should have mixed in the past. I think everybody knows that they need to. Mm -hmm. But for Gill to win and be successful, they have to run the football. Yeah. And so I feel like, yeah, they, they definitely need to be able to get some big plays from uh, over the top from Crosswell Lexington. But at the same time, they need to generate their running game. They really need to focus on what they do well and kind of build off of it. Sure. But getting into predictions, man. Oh, let's do this. Rich oh, Matt, <sighs> this is not a very easy prediction because you have oh. two very, very good teams. No. But who you got? Do you have a coin I could flip or, <laughs> or no run? I got to do that? Okay. <laughs> I got to go defense. All right. I got to go home field. All right. I got to go Algonac. Okay. Got a 52%, you know, certainty on that. So give me 52 52%. to 48, Algonac. Wow. Give me the muskrats. <clears throat> yep. That's a very sm small margin, bro. It, it was, it's razor thin. Yeah, yeah. No, it, I hope it's, the president election doesn't game. come down to 52%. Right, yeah. But, uh, you know, this is a game where it's a battle of wills. And yeah. honestly, I feel like I would have picked whoever was the home team. They're both okay. playing quality football. Just in terms of momentum, I think that Richmond might even have more momentum. But how yeah. do you go into the swamp and pull it out? I don't, I'm not letting anybody out of there with a victory, man. Like, no. who's going to Algonac and going to beat somebody else? It's only it's the third homecoming this year, too. Like, it's I not know. like they have these home games all the time. They That's cherish them. Like, the whole community so, yeah. is going to show up. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to let them out of there. The only key for Richmond is if they can get the quick strike plays, like I talked about earlier, they can find them. Yep. There's some other points somewhere. They might be able to pull that one out. But if they're trying to go all the way down the field against Algonac's defense, yeah. it's just not going to work. So we're both going Algonac. How can you wow. go against Algonac? We are feeling just motivation through Richmond's locker room. Oh, man. Oh, I know. I know. Shoot. Wait till all we right. do something down there next time. Wait till yeah, we see how that fun. goes. Yeah. <laughs> what about uh, Marysville going to East China Stadium to face St. Clair? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it could be a close game. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, especially what I saw last week uh, for, from against uh, Northern. Mm -hmm. I think Marysville will win. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to keep, you know, guessing the, the Vikings over and over again. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, it, it could be another close game, especially with the motivation St. Clair mm -hmm. does have. Marysville already has playoffs. They already have exactly. a share of the conference title. I mean, listen, I, and that depends on the player, mm -hmm. on if that will, you know, take him away from the game even a little mentally. But mm -hmm. St. Clair's going to be the more motivated team going in. We'll see if that plays a role, but I, I got to go with the Vikings. I'm going with Marysville, too. I feel like they're the better overall team. I, I just really love how they impose their will on other teams. Yeah. You know that you're going to line up against them and what they're going to do, and mm -hmm. you still can't stop them. But on the other hand, if they were to let down at all in this game, wow, what a dangerous game. I mean, you look at the weapons from St. Clair, from mine, I mean, to Davidson, they have weapons all over the place. Yeah, they do. And you, if they give up points on defense or they give up points on special teams, yeah. that could be a shootout. And before it you could. know it, that could be a very tight game. But yeah. I'm going Marysville in that game as well. All right.
What about Port Huron? This was a game I, I was yeah. struggling to pick myself and I thought about it because you can't deny that Warren Cousinot is a very, very good team. Very good team. At the same time, Port Huron needs to win this game, but that yep. doesn't mean they will. Yeah, no, it, it's going to be a good game. Both teams are just white hot right now. They I mean, are. They're, I, I mean, I want to say they're playing arguably their best football, mm -hmm. um, peaking at the right point of the season, which is what you want. Um, with that said, I think it's going to be Cousineau. I mean, just looking at the body of work, mm -hmm. um, Cousineau has, has won some tough games. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's going to be Cousineau outright champions here. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to go with Port Huron this game simply for the right. fact that I feel like we haven't seen their best game yet. Like, okay, this is a team it. that still hasn't peaked yet. You know how every single time it's a big game, D'Angelo Sanderson Jr. is going to show up. Sure. The question is, can they hold down this Warren Cousineau offense? Yeah, Are they going to be able to force some turnovers? I feel like turnovers is like the ultimate deciding factor in football. Yeah. If a team has turnovers, like, like let's say, for instance, you had 20 penalties like the Lions did a couple weeks ago. <laughs> if you're still a couple of turn, if you're still plus two or three on turnovers, you're still going to win. Right. So yeah. penalties are not as important as turnovers and so forth. So if Port Huron can generate turnovers, I feel like this is a game that they can win. And I'm expecting them, because they're at home, to gotcha. kind of use that energy to kind of fuel them. I hear you. Awesome. Also, Port Huron Northern at Warren Woods Tower. Yeah. I'm interested to see how Northern will be bound from last week. And I feel like this is going to be an angry football team that travels to Warren Woods Tower, and that's scary for Warren. It, it has to be an angry football team from Northern, um, mm -hmm. but I, I think this will be a close game. I mean, mm -hmm. Warren isn't Warren Woods Tower is not going to make playoffs, mm -hmm. but their offense is explosive. Exactly. Not a lot of high school teams see pass offenses, especially as good as Warren Woods Tower. You're right. But obviously, in high school, when you air the ball out, that creates a lot of you know opportunity for turnovers, mm -hmm. kind of like here we talk about yep. with the Port Huron Cousineau game. Mm -hmm. So I think it could be another statement game for the poor here Northern defense. I'm going to go with the Huskies. And I'm going to go with the Huskies too, just all because right. I feel like they have had maybe the biggest jump out of all the local programs this year. Yeah, I would just say so, yeah. Just in kind of developing the identity. And, I mean, just think about it. They're playing good football without their quarterback, who's one of the best players in the area. Right, yeah. A couple of years ago, that's not going to happen. No, no. They would have went in the tank. But now this is a new Northern program. And I feel like they're going to show it this weekend with a big victory against Warren West Tower. Gotcha. And just imagine how that will set the stage next week for Port Huron, Port Huron Northern. Whoa. You know, it's going I, can't, to be I can't think about that yet. I got to think about what we came. Come on. That's <laughs> well, let's look at uh, Cross Lex at Yale. Um, I'm picking the Pioneers in this game just because, I, like I said earlier, I don't feel like you can change your identity this late in the season. You okay. are who you are. Yep. And we know what Crossville Lexington is going to do in this game. They're yep. going to be prepared. They're going to run the football effectively. Oh, yeah. And they're not going to commit turnovers and big mistakes. Yep. I, I'm going to, you know, agree with you 100% right there. Um, Crossville, Lexington, I mean, they're rolling right now. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to make playoffs, get that sixth win, head into week nine. And uh, so. And the one thing <laughs> that we can't discount, right though, the, the one thing I won't write, uh, write uh, Yale off on is the fact that Yale is a desperate team. I mean, they're playing for their coach right now, and they're playing for their seniors. Sure. And even yeah. though they're not going to win the BWAC and they're not, they're not going to accomplish all of their goals, don't discount a team like that, that they can have a great mm -hmm. performance because this is pretty much their Super Bowl now. Right, and playoffs is still in the realm of possibility, too. It is. It's, it's it not is. like they're playing for just pride. Exactly. They are still playing. Mm -hmm the postseason. So. And I feel like, and even more so right now, beating Cross-Lex would be so satisfying just because of the <sighs> situation they go It would be a statement would be, win. Yeah. It would. It almost yeah. feel like it would erase the memory of the Armada game. It sure would. And yeah. it, would it would put even them the back Richmond on the game path. Too, which was exactly. a close game. Yeah. Exactly. So keep it locked to us. We're going to be back with you guys next week. Make sure you let us know about our picks. If you want to send us an email, you can always hit us up at sportsatthetimesherald.com.